Welcome back to Lymphic Coaching. We are here talking about a fun topic today. We're talking about vegetarian or plant-based diets versus non-vegetarian or animal-based diets. So where this is like a mixed diet where you're having a little bit of everything. So what's the difference between the two? How can you find a balance between both? What are some strengths and weaknesses of both? So we're just going to have an open conversation about this. Um, and there there is no like absolute conclusive way to come at this is nutritional science is something that's always evolving and there's always people who like fall into certain ditches where they get totally bought into a certain way but there is no certain way for all people so let's get into the details of that All right, Matt, this is a big topic. Uh, we get asked these questions a lot uh, where even as clients are working with us and there, it's, when people are on a nutrition and health journey, they are really, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of exploration. They're learning their own emotional ties to food. They're learning their own tendencies. And oftentimes uh, that leads to a desire to experiment, whether it's a short-term diet or a popular diet that's all over the media. Um, or someone's written a book about it or something like that. And, but also we're like, we're, we're open uh, to inviting people to experiment for a day or for a week. You know, if they bring up a diet that they want to try out, uh, they, they'll go for it and we want to help them do it better. Um, and it's part of the learning process to, for people to figure out what works for them. Uh, so we run across a lot of different ones. What are some big ones that we get asked about? Yeah, here in India, a lot of people will be veg. Um, or a vegetarian, or at least uh, mm-hmm. mostly vegetarian. They may eat um, some type of animal product, maybe on Sundays, mm-hmm. um, and that's really the only time that they would eat that. Um, and then, of course, here there's just a lot of different, um, a lot of people that only eat one, maybe one type of meat, um, or people that are just really hesitant about others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a lot of things that we get asked about um, pretty commonly. And then um, vice versa on, on like the American side, um, most people will go every day and have meat, um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes multiple times, probably oftentimes multiple times have some mm-hmm. type of um, animal protein. And so it's really kind of a, a cool place to be. We get to have the balance of both. Um, and like you talked about, um, there's not one diet that's perfect for everybody. And so I think that's why like experimentation is so great because, um, people can find what works for them individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. We get asked about all these things. Like we're, we do a lot of consulting in India for various businesses and professional athletes, uh, helping people establish systems and doing a lot of coaching for coaches and doing a lot of nutrition coaching and everything as well. Um, and in America, like and around the rest of the world, we do a lot of you know online coaching to be able to provide people that flexibility to get in that, nutrition coaching and the exercise wherever they need on their own schedule and everything but yeah we run across all different forms of diets um where you know a fully plant-based diet is kind of a fad in america or on the opposite end of the spectrum a fully carnivore diet which is like zero plants um so it's like people read both of these and you have people who are huge proponents of one or the other um and they're like well which one's better you know for an average 
a person who's just trying to explore better health in general, they they see these two things in the media and they're like, well, this person seems like they're doing fine. This person seems like they're doing fine. They say that the other person is totally unhealthy and like, who's right? Uh, and so like, what do we say to that? You know, and as a nutrition professionals, it's our job to be able to kind of help people understand to create more clarity. Uh, like, why do you, I want to ask this question to you. Like, why, why do people tend to sort of fully commit to one? Like, especially like, like the authors of books or proponents in the media and stuff like that. Why do they go all in on like one sort of way of eating? Yeah, I think um, at least for people that are trying to sell books or programs or anything like that, um, they're trying to sell something, right? They're yeah. trying to make you really want what they're what they have, mm-hmm. and so. If they come at it and say, oh, yeah, if you do a little bit of this and a little bit of this, then, you know, you might see progress. That's not really that compelling, right? Like, oh, well, I'm already having a little bit of animal protein. I'm already having vegetables. Like, why do I need to change? That doesn't make sense. But if they come out and say, oh, the carnivore diet diet is the best diet, you should only, like, have animal products, basically. Mm-hmm. That's much more compelling to people because um, it's easily... Like you can control that. It's easy to plan um, for diets like that that are like all the way on one side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why a lot of people that are um, selling books or programs or different things will tend to do that, tend to go toward the extremes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, it's so true. Like whenever someone is a huge proponent of a diet, they, they have to do that in order to sort of catch your attention. And... But when you look at every type of, like every way of eating, um, every sort of named diet or anything like that, they all have some certain things in common. They all encourage regular exercise. (laughs) Uh, They all encourage better food quality, as in less processed, more uh, minimally processed foods, whole foods that you would, you know, that you you look at it, you know what it is. Like, you know all the ingredients. It's like the the raw form of it. Um, And they encourage basically portion control, like don't eat too much, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so like with those few big things that every diet uh, proposes, it, like the the makeup of the actual details of the diet can vary super wide. And, uh, and But you'll always see kind of extreme language to sort of make you think that any other way is totally wrong or like you'd be unhealthy. Um, and so like uh, a totally animal-based diet might say plants are toxic, um, and make that a blanket term or a, uh, a, uh, plant-based diet might say, might, you know, might say like, Oh, like we've been living off of plants for hundreds of thousands of years or something like that. And, or speak to the environmental impact of anything. And so that creates this huge debate. Um, and so, but we want to get kind of more to the core of things. We want to get more to like, what are the benefits of anything here and we're going to avoid the the conflict the debates about certain diets because uh, i feel like that's just sort of a drama and kind of a mess it's not necessarily worth our time all the time like we want to have we want to help you guys sort of see through all of that and uh, understand like okay we can take things from multiple different uh, proponents multiple different diets and everything and, and kind of take what what fits us best in our current lifestyle with our current body because every single body is different 
Um, everyone's life situation is different, your budget's different, and so according to that, you can find solutions nutritionally and, and with your lifestyle that work for you. So for some people that uh, maybe they have high food sensitivities, maybe they have a lot of problems with a lot of plant-based products, and so a very uh, animal-based diet would super work well for them. Um, or maybe someone uh, has a lot of uh, environmental concerns. They just feel, or they just love animals, and they just don't want to. Um, they just don't have a good picture in their mind if they're having an animal product. They don't want to take advantage of animals in any way personally. And so, a plant-based diet could work well for them if it works for their body. Um, and so, we kind of cut through all that. Uh, we're we want to get straight down to even just like the. You know, just like the molecular level a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about the science. What's the valuable things from plants and from animal-based products? Um, and so let's, let's talk about like some the essential things that we need in our diet, the macronutrients, okay? And let's compare the two um, and see how this, you know, what do you need to do in order to be able to get what you need? So let's talk about like protein first. The macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Protein is a central nutrient, and research shows that uh, the normal RDA of 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight is kind of like a base survival sort of uh, amount. And they're actually finding that anywhere from 1.2 to even as high as 2 grams per kilogram of body weight is completely safe and actually can help you function at a, a better uh, metabolism better, maintain lean mass better, um, maintain performance and activity um, a lot better, and certain has a side benefit of keeping you fuller for longer. So protein is an important and central nutrient, uh, but whenever we're comparing the two diets, um, how do you actually achieve that? Yeah, real quick before we dive into that, so you talked about like about a gram of protein per kilogram, and that would be something that people would eat every day, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So I want to make sure that we're, you know, clarifying all that stuff. But oh yeah, um, you t you asked about how do we achieve eating that protein, right? Yeah, yeah. How do we get that protein from having from plant based sources to animal based sources? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, um, the plant, the animal based, excuse me, uh, sources are going to be higher in that protein value, whether that's um, actual animal meat or eggs or different things like that. Um, and then if you're on a more plant-based or vegetarian diet, um, you're going to have to be a little more creative with your protein. Um, mm -hmm. you're going to have to specifically choose different lentils or different things that are going to be higher, um, as far as plants go and protein. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that, um, being in India and talking with different people that are vegetarian, that's been, um, a pretty common thing to come up, mm -hmm. uh, that people are kind of struggling to get enough protein. They may be really high in carbohydrates that they're getting, um, but protein is always a little difficult if you're not consuming animal products. Yeah, I mean, let's let's consider like, uh, let's say like a portion of meat, okay? So let's say it's chicken or any kind of red meat um, from one 100 gram portion, which is roughly four ounces or the size of, roughly the size of a lot of people's palm, that's gonna be, around 20-ish grams of protein for that. And so you get a lot of protein per serving. 
Um, but whenever you think of, let's say, if you're on a plant-based diet, your best bang for your buck type of foods are going to be um, lentils or more of the ancient grains, such as quinoa, amaranth. Um, brown rice has a little bit less protein than these ancient grains and stuff. So, uh, But you're only going to get roughly 9 grams of protein from those sources. So you end up having to eat basically twice as much. Uh, to get the same amount as protein, same amount of protein that you would get from one source of meat. So, all that to say, it's completely possible to get all of your essential amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins, uh, from plant-based foods. But you have to eat significantly more, and uh, with that comes more carbohydrate because they're plant-based sources. Um, beans and lentils also are dense in carbohydrates. Um, as well as grains and they also have a lot of fiber which if it doesn't agree with your digestion that can create uh, some stomach distension or bloating gas uh, and even uh, yeah you could be that person in the room who's uh, you know creating the smells of the room (laughs) for some people and so if your gut isn't right then you know having a ton of beans and lentils may not work well for you so just to say like man you might have to eat twice as much of the plant-based foods and you have to have a mix of the green leafy vegetables the lentils and the grains um, to be able to get all of those and if you're if you also have dairy or egg um, like eggs, you're going to get roughly around eh, seven ish grams of protein per egg. And so if, even if you just add a couple of eggs into the plant based products, a lot of vegetarians will include egg. You can actually increase your protein content really quick with adding just a few of these. If you're not going to have meat, you don't prefer that. It's totally fine. Um, if you, pref- if you would like to have, add some egg in there, you can increase your protein content real quick. Right. You talked about needing like a mix of um, different different lentils or different vegetables. Mm-hmm. Is that because um, they're not like a complete amino acid profile, like more like meat, or is that um, for some other reason? Yeah, there's uh, nine essential amino acids that we need. They're, and they're called essential amino acids because we can't create them ourselves as humans. And so we have to get that from food in order to support our body structures, our body systems, and the way that our body is functioning. So, and proteins are not just used for muscle. It's also used for um, our cellular structures, our hormones, um, a lot of our enzymes and everything that we use for digestion. And so it's, it's used for so many things. Every structure in your body has proteins. And so we had to get these nine essential amino acids, but there um, are pretty much no plants that have all nine essential amino acids in creation. And so there are some that have almost all of them, um, such as like a drumstick leaf or moringa leaf. Um, And soybeans also have quite a few essential amino acids, uh, but you don't have all of them. And so, but what is amazing is that animals have been created to consume plants and process them um, significantly and, th- and they assimilate all of those into their bodies and they have all nine essential amino acids whenever you have an animal based product mm-hmm. and so you get all nine of those and so you have to have that a mix of different so if, uh, like a classic example of uh, like a a meal that you could give someone a, a plant based meal would be like beans and rice whenever you get beans and rice you get 
most of all the essential amino acids from that combination of a lentil and rice mm-hmm. um, because they separately have all nine. And, but from an animal-based product, you get all of those. Right. Awesome, yeah. So that's a lot about why we, <laughs> should, why we should have protein and why um, how that can kind of play out, whether you're plant-based or um, choose to have animal products in your diet. Yeah. Um, Essentially, it takes more planning if you're all plant-based. And so we're not trying to tell you to have animal protein, um, it, you know, to each his own. Right. But... With, on a plant-based diet, you have to think ahead. You got to plan. You got to really listen to your body. See what foods are working for you and which ones are not. Um, and same goes with animal-based stuff. Some people don't agree with dairy. Maybe you can't have that sort of animal-based product. You know, find which animal foods are working for you. Right, and that's that experimentation. Just mm-hmm. keep trying different things and see what works well for you. Yeah. So for people that um, do have animal products or you know are used to eating different meats or eggs or things like that um why should they consider having like vegetarian meals or vegetarian days um is there a benefit to that or is it not really necessary yeah with uh with a lot of the research that's out there kind of like a general conclusion that you can make is that uh more plants can be good Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> and so especially for someone who's generally not having many plants. Um, and so unless you're having a lot of organ meats where you're able to get some other vitamins and minerals, if you're just having sort of the traditional cuts of meat, you're not going to get a lot of some essential vitamins and minerals. And so if you're having more plants, the colorful plants, like from every different color uh, spectrum there, you you essentially get a mix of vitamin essential vitamins and minerals that you need for all different body processes and so those vegetables are super great (laughs) and having that variety also just creates variety in your diet you're not one-dimensional and so finding different ways to prepare them make them taste good blend them together with other things it's going to create a variety that just makes food more interesting and fun Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah but with uh let's say like carbohydrates and fats okay so with plant-based versus animal-based, you know, blending those together. Like, why do we need carbs and fats? What are they kind of mostly used for? Yeah, carbohydrates are the energy, right? They're yeah. the they're the thing that's going to keep you moving, um, help you push through that workout a little easier than the proteins or fats will. Um, that's why you'll see a lot of people that are working out really hard, whether they're running a marathon or different things, they will have carbs like before and in the middle of their long run and mm-hmm. they're trying to just replenish those energy stores um and so that's like a lot of the um like you mentioned vegetables and different things are going to be a lot higher in carbohydrates um than like animal products um which is great we need we need those just like we need protein mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i mean with the uh yeah, carbs and fats are essentially just energy, but we mm-hmm. also use them for different things within our body. Like our brain just loves using carbohydrates in some shape or form, whether that's if you're on a keto diet, um, it's your liver will literally create its own form of carbohydrate mm-hmm. um, to fuel your brain. And if you're eating carbohydrates, our bodies will prefer to use those because they're more of an immediate energy source. It's right. easier to do that than using fats. And so... Um, and fats are harder to digest, which makes them, you know, help you stay full, 
um, and they're more dense in calories, so they take a little bit longer to digest and absorb. Uh, but we need both um, because even just our cellular cellular structures and everything are man. That's hard to say sometimes. Um, it is. It's a tough one. <laughs> we need those fats for our, our lipid layers and everything in our um, cellular structures and everything. So we, we need all of these. And even if you're into performance, you're doing any kind of high intensity exercise, those carbohydrates are going to be a preferred fuel source. You'll be more efficient, more powerful, um, have better performance in the long run in that high intensity explosive type sport um, or a sport that has a lot of explosive efforts if you are uh, including carbohydrates in your diet. Does that mean you need to have a really high carbohydrate diet? Not necessarily. It doesn't mean you put a mountain of rice and bread and stuff like that on your plate and just a little bit of everything else because you might be missing other things. Uh, but to include them is important. Uh, so like on a plant-based diet, naturally you're going to end up having higher carbohydrates. So because of that, you're going to have to work at getting the protein from the plants you're eating and you're going to have, naturally have more carbs um, so it, it might make sense for you to try to reduce the amount of fat you have in your diet as much as you can in order to not overeat, to just get way too many calories. Um, so you, we really have to play around with that to find what works for you. If you're on more of a, if you're having, including more animal based products, animal products naturally include some muscle based glycogen, which is a form of car carbohydrate stored in your muscle and has a higher fat content naturally. And so you might have less overall carbs, less um, carb-dense plants in your, um, in your diet, just have more vegetables and just have more of a balanced diet. And so depending on what you wanna aim for, you might make up what you're putting on your plate a little bit differently. But we need those leafy vegetables, the watery vegetables to get a lot of our micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. So that those carbs and fats are energy that we need, but depending on what way you want to eat, it can uh, affect how you make up your plate. But if you're having, you know, it, it might make sense if you're a total meat eater and you love putting tons of meat on your plate, it might make sense to do some vegetarian meals every once in a while to change it up. Um, it could get you a, a dose of carbohydrates. It could help fuel some exercise you're going to do, but also it might just get you a heavy dose of plants that you may have been missing for a while mm -hmm. um, on your plates yeah absolutely i think having that mix of different things even if we tend to lean one way on our diet mm -hmm. um just being willing to change it up every once in a while is great for our bodies just to make sure that we're getting all those micronutrients that we're um being able to get all those different amino acids mm -hmm. um and you know everything that our body needs it's not um if we're stuck in one rut or one, one ditch, it's going to be uh, more difficult for us to function and um, stay healthy in the long term. So Yeah, for sure. And you can see there's lots of people in the world who are fully plant-based. And if you look at their blood markers, they're completely healthy. Mm -hmm. You notice that they have quality foods, you know, unprocessed foods, and they're regularly physically active and they're finding what works for them. There's also people who eat nose to tail, like animal based, which is a different form of like an elimination and elimination diet or a keto type diet, and they're totally healthy. But you see the different types of activities these people do. Uh, you might see that a different diet works better for a certain style of activity you like to do. Um, and so it's, we want to encourage you guys that it's completely possible to be extremely healthy on whatever diet 
you choose. But the core things is just working on understanding your body, finding portions that fuel who you want to be as far as how lean you want to be, how active you want to be, um, and also fitting in socially with your family and friends and everything. Um, you can make anything work. And this is, if this is something that as we talked, you're like, wow, this is actually a little bit more confusing now because it seems like everything works, but how do I even do that? If you need some guidance, that's what we're about. Like we're here to help you on that journey and help you experiment and also help you get some more clarity and what are the core skills you can do and the core needs that you really have. Uh, that's what we do with our online nutrition lifestyle coaching. We help it work for people. So if you guys like this episode, Give us a review, give us some feedback, shoot us an email um, on our website at linfit.com. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys on the next one.